Hey, it's Bill Simmons. Wanted to tell you about House of Carbs, hosted by one of my best friends, Joe House. I've known him since 1988, and the entire time I've known him, he's been very, very hungry. And now he has a chance to host a podcast about being hungry, all the things that make him hungry, the food that he loves. It is a podcast by the hungry for the hungry. And it's not your typical foofy food podcast where they're talking about foie gras and all that stuff. No, no. We're talking about diners. We're talking about fried chicken sandwiches, pizza slices, best Chinese food. Everything you, everything you talk about with food is on this podcast and with great guests like David Chang, uh, Chris Bianco, Jimmy Kimmel, bunch of people coming up. All of them love food. Nobody loves food quite as much as Joe has. But listen, check this out. Subscribe right now to Hassab Carbs wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, guys? It's your girl, WWE Superstar, the legit boss, Sasha Banks. Hey, this is WWE Superstar Braun Strowman. My name's Kevin Owens. I'm uh, Shinsuke Nakamura. I'm AJ Styles, the phenomenal one, if you will, and you're listening to The Masked Man Show. And you are listening to The Masked Man Show. And you're listening to The Masked Man Show. Welcome to The Masked Man Show. I'm David Shoemaker. I'm here with Playboy Nick Mundy. Yeah, well, I always went with uh, Husky Steve Kazee. Oh, okay, Husky Steve Kazee, Nick Mundy. But now I'm same Dave Schilling. Same Dave Schilling. Shouts to Dave Schilling, who is uh, at the hospital right now in preparation for the birth of uh, Sid Justice Schilling. Oh, I like it. And then when he turns, when he gets into his teens, it'll be Sid Vicious. I like it's it. Just like, can you have like a malleable name on a birth certificate? That should we should do that. I think so. I think you should be able to like adjust it once you become like a man. Yeah, I think it's, it's, it's totally fine. And for those of you who don't think like people of different races and creeds and like <laughs> beliefs can, can't come together, a Dodger fan asked an Astros fan during the World Series, the oh, game of game great. seven. Yeah. Hey, can you fill in for me? Yeah. And I said, yes. Yeah. Because I'm better. You're, you're, I no, I mean, just because like, yeah, I, of course I would help my brother who's like, you know, awaiting the birth of his child on game seven. It's a, um, this is a big, big baseball, big baseball day. Yeah. I live about 15 feet from Dodger Stadium. You poor bastard. I had to, well, I was trick-or-treating during most of the game last night, but I was, uh, I, I timed it, accidentally timed it so that I was walking back right past the shortstop, which is like the, ep, the like the classic Dodgers dive bar sure. right as the game was ending. And it just like, I knew the game was over because I heard screams as if like there was a just something terrible going on, but it was a good scream. Did you see any good wrestling costumes? Um, I didn't see any wrestling costumes yesterday. I saw a lot on Twitter. Sure. But none in real life. Have you ever dressed up for... I saw Kevin Love's costume. Did you see Kevin that Love? Was, that was pretty good. Kevin Love as Wolfpack Sting and his, his Very girlfriend Wolfpack as... Sting. Yeah. You know, his girlfriend as Hollywood Hogan was, was the highlight of my day. I'm really pushing for the ringer to trade for Kevin Love. Sure. I feel like we have the assets I to pull it off. Goodbye, Steve. Huh? Goodbye, Steve, because he... <laughs> yeah. All you guys are getting shipped out. It's just, it's just going to be me and Kevin Love talking raw from now on. <laughs> um, anyway, speaking of raw and speaking of uh, children, um, we got the return of Stephanie McMahon on Monday, which is, uh, are you past the point? We got sh- Shane's return was enormous. I feel like we're a little bit past the point of being like, holy shit, a McMahon is back. I'm post McMahon. Oh, you- at this point. Shane was cool. Yeah. 
when it last year. But now it's like now they obviously look at Shane as an attraction. And I'm just like, no, the dude has kids. I don't want to see this guy like hurt anymore. Like the jobs for the the jobs of like Vince McMahon and then his kids was to put people over. Yeah. And I just don't feel like that's happening anymore. Like that's not their purpose anymore. Now they're like, now they are the attraction instead of putting the attraction over. Well, sure. I mean, the I mean, there's there's been lots of lots of uh, you know word over the years that like the USA Network certainly see, sees them as such, right? I mean, that they've sure. there have been times where Vince came back and the fans are like, wait, why now and not at the pay per view or whatever? And the answer is like USA has asked Vince to appear. Um, similar things have happened with Stephanie and Triple H. And, you know, uh, I mean, Shane's been out of the picture for so long that um, I don't know his name's been tied up in that. But, um, you know, when Michael Cole on Monday night said, I believe this is the first time that we've seen Stephanie since WrestleMania, I was just like, oh, wow. Like, that's, I, I she's. That I, was one of the things it had going for her. And I like Stephanie. I like Shane. But I'm so tired of this authority crap. Yeah. Like, no more authority stuff. Like, I'm even, I'm even post GM right now. Yeah. Like Kurt Angle's done with post GM, like Daniel Bryan's and we'll get into I'm sure Daniel Bryan. Yeah. Um I just don't think we need it right now. Like I would like to do like 6 months of no authority type figure. Just and no no backstage no, no you're saying you don't want any insight into the matchmaking process. It's just like an old episode of Saturday morning WWF. Not as much as that like like have a narrative to it of course, but like let's just have like like have a big heel that controls it. Like sometimes Triple H was a champion and he was like running the show. Right. Like I don't mind that. Like, you know, you, if you had a heel champion that was there, have Jinder run it for right now for all intents and purposes. Sure. Like have the and then have the card go down from there. But we don't need like, well, you're wrestling this guy because I said so. Yeah. Like I just don't think it's. Well, that used to be the biggest highlight when they were like the famous clipboard shows where like Mick Foley would show up and say, like, I'm just going to put on some matches that people would like, you know? And uh, I mean. But yeah, we're so far removed from that because we're not putting on matches necessarily that people would like. We're now just we're just putting, getting the same matches over and over again. Right. With the with the weird like window dressing of like, you know, Kurt Angle made this happen. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Kurt Angle, uh, to his credit, had a great night on Monday. I got to say, Monday Night's Raw for an episode that didn't have any shocking, I mean, unless you want to call Stephanie's return shocking, whatever. But any like shocking returns some any like, you know, super significant moments. Well, it... It did have maybe the best return. Granted, it only lasted a week but with Braun Strowman. Oh, yeah. No, there were there were some big moments, but it wasn't like we're going to remember that time Braun Strowman came back. Sure. We're certainly not going to remember Samoa Joe's return, which was just Samoa Joe coming like appearing. <laughs> yeah, except, but, though, like I, I, I do like that they focus on that and they did make that a big deal instead of actually just walking in and, hey, Samoa Joe's back. Sure, but it wasn't. I mean, yeah, yeah, but it also could have been Samoa Joe running in on somebody, like actually kickstarting his few, like sure. whatever's going to happen. All, 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 what I'm trying to say is, I thought it was a great episode of Raw. It really felt like a coherent. It's a coherent three hours for the first time in a long time. Maybe in a couple of months. Again, I've been distracted a little bit with baseball, but like, so wrestling's been taking like lower priority list. But like, mm. You're that was one, your nerd cred right now. No, I know, but like. Time. That was an enjoy. Both Raw and SmackDown were great because last week I was like, why am I watching this? It was one sure. of those weeks. Yeah. Whereas like, why do I do this to myself? Um, sometimes it feels that way. Sometimes it really feels that way. I do feel like there's like you can kind of tell when WWE is clicking and when it's not mm -hmm. when when the a year ago 
WWE was clicking. They had distinctive voices yeah. in each shows. They were doing great matches. There was a lot of fun leading up to that Survivor Series. And right now, I feel like they have, they're just throwing shit against the wall. Yeah. And you can feel when they don't necessarily have a great direction. Well, the fact that Kurt Angle went from like on the permanent physically uh, unable to perform list to now main eventing two pay-per-views in a row, not just filling in the one, but he's going to be the, you know, like the team captain at Survivor Series is, I mean, that's, that's evidence. I mean, maybe it's a little bit of like, you know, you stumble into something good, strike while the iron's hot, pick your bad metaphor. But, uh, you know, it's, it also feels like they're just grasping at straws. Yeah. And I just heard rumors now that there's going to be a Triple H, Kurt Angle um, main event at WrestleMania. Not maybe main event, but like one of the premier matches. Ooh. Um, <laughs> so we're all leading to that. Last week, we started breaking down the Survivor Series card with very limited information. This week, we know a lot more. I love that we're our, as soon as Survivor Series season starts now, we're like making like real significant speculation about WrestleMania, which is fun. But I, I think I'm just going to call it right now. In 2018, the Masked Man show is enforcing a, a wrestling offseason. They, they're going to sure. keep they're going to keep having TV shows, but I'm going to pick two months where we're just not paying attention to wrestling. I think that I think you got to do that like right. We should have done it like two months ago. Yeah, I think that's right. Yeah, we missed it. Now, now we have to. Now, like, there's implications to everything. I want, yeah, I, yeah, because nothing changed in two months, <laughs> except the shield came back, kind of, but not really. The shield came back. I love the Stephanie's thing. I mean, I know that that Kurt put on the outfit and everything, but Stephanie, when she like explicitly said that he joined the shield, maybe someone else said that, you know, on the, from the announce desk. It's like, do you really join the shield? It's like you're an honorary member for a night, but you didn't like join the shield. No, he was a guy. And if you can join the shield, then other people should be wanting to join the shield. Well, then you're going to get the shield and then you're going to get shield end up Hollywood and then exactly. shield Wolf back. Okay. Maybe it's a great idea. Yeah. And Kevin Love will be dressing as one of those, those shield Wolfpack members someday for Halloween. Um, all right. Let's run down this rock card. There's not a lot of like stuff to, to grab onto. I mean, aside from the returns that we discussed, I don't want to make sure we get everything. Stephanie and Triple H, great opening show. I mean, Stephanie and Kurt Angle, sorry, great show promo. Kurt Angle throughout the night with his like weird nervousness and backstage stuff. He is a he is a, a hit and miss actor, but when he hits, yeah. he is a very fine actor. Yeah, it's when he when his eyes like sink to the back of his head and his he can't move his <laughs> like left and right. That's when he like falls apart. But you know that's uh, Nia Jax beat Bailey uh, to be on the Women's Survivor Series team. I. I was a little bit surprised to even when I like, you know, had to pull out the the roster and do the math that there was like going to be women eliminated from the Survivor Series teams. I didn't realize it might just be Bailey. Uh, yeah. And Bailey will probably find her way back onto the team if, you know, knowing Bailey. Well, no, because you got Asuka, you probably you got um, uh, you the, got Sasha. The, yeah. Asuka, Sasha. Wait, OK, we, we, now we got to pull this up. But oh. yeah, I mean, here's here's a question for you. Yes. Off the top of your head, what do you think? What do you think WWE employs more of women, female wrestlers, or cruiserweight wrestlers? And I'm talking about official cruiserweight wrestlers, like 205 Live cruiserweights. The the, the answer on from my back of the napkin math is there is one more cruiserweight uh, than 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 there are, is women wrestlers. Uh, maybe the same. Maybe maybe Nia Jax is. Are you counting Neville? Uh, yes. Okay. 
I think I think Neville, I think Neville, when I looked at it, it was like Nia Jax. I wasn't sure if she was gonna completely quit. It's about the same number. I think there might be one more cruiserweight, which is a little bit shocking. Yeah. They just hired all the I mean, I guess, you know, we have a million all, all the the May Young classic wrestlers might get signed or might have already been signed, and there's a lot of women down in NXT. There's also a lot of cruisers down in NXT. All right. Survivor Series 2017. This is the whole card is filled out. This is pretty impressive. Because you got the you got the championship matches are set aside, right? Yeah. So then all right, someone is just filling in fake names on this, which is why this is this is why I'm so confused right now. Are you reading fake news? No, nah, I'm reading Survivor Series. Someone is having a ball messing with the Survivor Series with the with the Wikipedia with the Wikipedia match listings. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, I'm pretty like uh, who was on the someone was entered in the tag team match last year that I was reading live on the air. I think like Power and Glory. We were just talking about Paul <laughs> Roma, so that's why it's in my head. But that, but yeah, there's some bad old tag team um, uh, had been had been entered in. Um, we don't we don't know the uh, the the women's match yet, but um, anyway, Nia Jax is going to be in it. Uh, Samoa Joe is back. He beat up Apollo Cruz. Samoa Joe is. We we were texting a little bit about this last night. Samoa Joe, there is so much good talking in wrestling right now. Yes, no, uh, and he might be one of the best. I'm trying to think of what wrestler, what you know, just straight up wrestler. I would. I would put above him on the raw roster. Miz. Yeah. Yeah, of course you have to put I mean Miz Miz has Miz has the has the breadth of to do a lot of different things. And Seth Rollins and Dean Ambrose have gotten better now that they're together. Oh no, yeah. I'm not saying I, they're I don't, up, I don't, up tops. I don't not enjoy hearing them talk. Sure. But like I'm just trying to think of like the best guys right now. Um I mean listen. Uh he's great. Stephanie McMahon, whatever you think of her return is better at telling a story in a promo than anybody else employed by the company. She's head and shoulders better than better than her brother. Who, oh yeah, who can't get a hashtag out sometimes. I mean, there, there's, um, it's no, like she's incredibly talented. Like, sometimes Shane is like, you know, like you know, they, they talk. Some wrestlers like to have the whole the whole thing written out. Some some of them like to totally make it up on the fly, and some go off the bullet points. Sometimes it's like Shane gets the bullet points and thinks he has a paragraph, and so he just reads. He just <laughs> says five sentence fragments, and then you're, then he's like done with the promo. Usos match good. Yeah. yeah. Um, but Stephanie, that I mean, that opening promo for I mean, like there was a lot of silly stuff. Like, but you got to go. You have to be over the top. That's her role, you know. A little like she, the, the I don't know the degree to which Kurt Angle shamed the Raw brand. I think she did a great job, and she always does a great job. I think it's the whole premise of, you know, the authority figure yeah. is what it's like. Okay, I mean, but like she did the job, and like maybe if that's all she's going to be there for, it's great. It, as long as it doesn't become like McMahon versus McMahon again. <sighs> like if it's you. Shane versus Angle, that'd be great. Well, like you know, dream match would be like imagine if Daniel Bryan versus Kurt Angle leading these teams. Yeah. Here's yeah. a problem I did have Quite with fancy Raw. booking Daniel Bryan into this though. Yeah. Here, here is a problem I did have with Raw. Okay. So we're gonna hot shot the new hot, hot new wrestling prospect Kane and put him over all of our top guys. I, I'm very conflicted about this. Like, I guess this is all just to set up Braun versus Kane, but yeah, that's, that's what it is. You have to, you have to like, you have to make him seem like a legitimate like monster for Braun Strowman to destroy. Yeah, and then, but at over the sake of like Finn Balor, Seth Rollins, two of the guys who a year ago I was thinking would have been the top guys in WWE. 
Yeah. No. Yeah. I mean, he's he's he's. I mean, I guess the, the Rollins match wasn't bad. The Rollins match wasn't. I mean, I, I don't even. I don't care. I mean, the Finn Balor match doesn't break my heart or anything. But I understand the take that like you're sort of burying Balor at the expense of pushing sure. Kane. I don't think the Rollins match was that. There was a lot of you know a lot. Of I think it was more. It was on. more well balanced. But this is all just in theory to make ba- uh, Braun. And I mean, we can kind of lead there. I mean, they're making Braun a huge baby face. Oh yeah. Yeah, I mean, and and, and I, I said this last week. What was surprising to me is that WWE didn't register that he was already a babyface. Yeah, I know that was like that was six months ago for us. Yeah, I was last time I was here, we were talking about it. Listen, uh, so I was though all of that was to say I thought Stephanie's promo was fantastic. Sure. for what it was. Corey Graves, who's now I, I don't know if he's going to have to sit out Survivor Series or if he's just going to you know be calling the whole show because he's you know doing just let him do it by himself. Yeah, just let that. That's probably the better that's better the better option. Um, he is on another level. He he literally makes the show better sometimes when the show is not as great. And Michael Cole's better when he's playing off of him. Certainly Tom Phillips and he have great great chemistry. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, and the way that the way that Corey uh can work, he works heel in a more authentic way than most heel commentators, right? I mean, for he's he's not just he's not he's not like JBL, just like. You know, total just like I wouldn't even call him a heels. heel commentator. I would call him like just a modern day color guy. Sure, and that's the point that I'm making is that yeah. he he roots for. I mean, he he is ostensibly on the side of most of the heels, although he's can he's internally consistent. People that have made the people that have made face turns since he's been on commentary, he still likes them. He's still shin on Enzo. Yeah, he hates Enzo. He hates uh he he he, he hates Elias. Yeah. Um. And uh, yeah, I mean, and it's it there, there's it's it's just great. It's great continuity. You know what? I, I I feel like I've been negative, but here's something I want to focus on the positive. The cruiserweights have been great for like the last month. Uh huh. Like I'm really enjoying the cruiserweight yeah. stuff. They're finally giving them stuff to do. Sure. Like the tag team between uh, Alexander and uh, oh yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, I, that's what we were talking last the, week trying to figure out if they were a tag team. They they are they're looking for names and uh, is that are they talking about that on 205 Live? They're, well, on Twitter, they're they're they were prompting the fans for names. Oh my gosh, I'm I'm trying I'm trying to look this up right now. But yeah, I mean, the, the everything they're doing on 205 Live is really good. My only ha- my only hang up is that like I don't like Enzo's posse. I don't. There's not a lot of no no. I like the guys that are in it, but it's just sort of like a random assortment of characters. Well, you know what? This is what I want to do because like SmackDown was pretty good too. But the I wanted to present you like I think the top. I tried to come up with five. But I came up with top four things happening in the WWE right now. Before we get to the list, here's a quick break. Hey, it's Bill Simmons. I want to tell you about the Ringers Gambling Podcast. It is called Against All Odds with Cousin Sal. And you're not going to believe this, but it is hosted by Cousin Sal, the biggest degenerate gambler that I know. He's such a degenerate. He has three other degenerates that he calls the degenerate trifecta. And they break down every conceivable gambling thing you would ever want to gamble on. They even take you to Captain Morgan's Make Believe Casino, where Sal makes up props on, on all kinds of things, sports, pop culture, you name it. You are going to want to get your gambling advice from these guys. Cousin Sal, he's been a staple on the BS podcast for the last 10 years. So good that we gave him his own podcast. Check it out, Against All Odds with Cousin Sal. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. All right, let's do this. Right, the list of Monday. Top four things. I try to come up with five. Maybe we'll come up with the fifth one. All right. Happening in WWE. Yeah, at right the now. Moment. All right. Yeah, okay. Because it's going to cover SmackDown and Raw and 205 Live. Okay. Here's the thing. The Miz is the MVP of WWE. He's been for a year and he keeps getting better. Yeah, I agree. And please stop 
everyone in the world stop demanding him his face turn. He does not need to. No, no. Who? What fool would do such a thing? That people, I see that all the time. No, I want him to be the biggest heel ever. I want him to do more heelish stuff. And people, you were also talking about like, people think like he got buried by Braun. Yeah. This is just the beginning. Like, Miz is going to give him his best match ever. Sure. And, it, and there's going to be nothing but like Gaga, as it were. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be insane, but it's going to be the best match. Because I didn't get to talk about it with you guys after Survivor Series, but his realization that like, oh my God, we committed murder. Yeah. We killed a man was my favorite thing in wrestling the last couple of years. Yeah. And he's just making everything great. He mm-hmm. he made the Shield reunion feel important. He's elevated Cesaro and Sheamus. Yeah. Everything he does is great. I, I agree. He He's the only reason I give a shit about Kane in the least bit. And he's finally, and he's making... Braun looked like a, a face monster, yeah. which is something WWE didn't even think it was possible. Sure. And I think he's not going to get the credit he deserves or the accolades he deserves or the WrestleMania match he deserves. But he is by far and away the the best thing WWE has going for him. Yeah, I agree. And I know like maybe this is a trendy Internet pick, but like I feel like I honest to God believe it. Yeah. All right. So that's number one. That right. is two. Biggie and Rusev need pushes. They need to go on singles runs and they need to be featured more prominently yes. in WWE because they are stars. Yeah. Like that match was great. There was a bunch of nonsense. I don't mind the nonsense. I don't want to break up New Day. I just want to freebirds them. I totally agree. Biggie should be a superstar. Like he he should be a champion. Like and he would be. And Rusev too. Like I've been wanting to make Rusev a face for years. Like a pro American, I love America face. Like Yakov Smirnov meets Rusev. He should be like the, the it's it's as much as like, you know, oh, why aren't they doing more with Nakamura? Why aren't they doing more with Finn Balor? Why aren't they doing more with, you know, you could even argue the shield guy? You get like Big E and Rusev are everything that Vince wants in wrestlers. Big hum- One would think, yeah. I mean, what do you think the issue is? Or do you think it'll ever happen? I mean, they certainly got, both of them got great looks in developmental. I mean, they, you know, they were they were positioned to be big stars. And I think Big I think Biggie, I think both of them got too much too soon in a lot of yeah. ways, you know? I mean, I think that's everyone's problem with. Yeah. Um, yeah. It, it was a. Uh, I think that I think that both of them. I think that both of them could be really great. And they and I, their match on on Tuesday night was a million times better than I expected it to be. Sure. I mean, then then you then one would have expected it to be. They both have the talent to have a really good match, but but like they were allowed to have this match. Yeah, almost. absolutely. And that you know, uh, uh, Big E in the Akeem costume, all of those New Day costumes were uh, top notch. New Day has taken another level as far as like you know that Hell in the Cell match, like, and it's just not. Like it's just not Big E. Like Xavier is is a like he's leveled up wrestling wise. Like he should be. He could run all over cruiserweights. Xavier. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not sure that they want to pigeonhole him as a cruiserweight because I think that he he could you know run with the other guys too. But yeah, and I would. I mean, I I would give Kofi a main event run, like one last like because you know he's getting older. He might not have that many years left in it. Like if the three of them were headlining three. Like a, take a SmackDown pay per view mm-hmm. and give them three main event matches yeah. singles. I agree. Like US like those, old, like those old like in your house shows where yeah. it would just be like all the DX guys get title shots. Yeah, totally. Uh, like yeah, 
Totally. 100% on that. By the way, mad props to Rusev's backstage when he was doing that, when he confronted the New Day about and smashed their candy and then they and then Biggie challenged him to a match. He said, I believe I'd be elated to. Did this sucker just step on my candy? You and me tonight in that ring. Sucker! I'll be elated to. Which was hilarious on its own terms, stood out slightly and pe- multiple people online have pointed out that he learned the word elated two, two weeks ago in a, in, in a backstage promo with Renee Young. Rusev, you seem elated. What does that mean? I, of course I'm excited to beat the Viper. And that's why he used, the, that's why he used it. I mean, Genius. That, it's amazing. Genius. Yeah. All right. Three of this countdown. Anytime Braun Strowman runs. <laughs> anytime Braun Strowman runs, it's the, my favorite thing in WWE. Yeah. Like when he was just chasing after the Miztourage and then beat the shit out of him, I was yeah. like, this, this is your, this is your WrestleMania champion. I have, I had a really weird kayfabe moment during that whole thing where the Miz was one of my, I think if, if I had to pick one just random gifable moment, that was my favorite thing of the whole night. It was Rusev after like tossing, I believe it was Curtis Axel down the ramp and in the background, Miz is crawling to oh, get yeah. backstage yeah. in the most like incredible animated way. Looks like he's lost the use of his legs. It was really, really great physical comedy. But I, I, I had that like that terrible kayfabe moment where I'm like, why does getting backstage save the Miz? And why is why is Braun Strowman running after him to make sure he doesn't get into gorilla position? No, and it's perfect. But like, and like the camera angles, like it was overproduced. But yeah. like, I loved it. I like that they tried to do it. It it made no goddamn <laughs> sense. Yeah, the camera shot where like Rusev popped up out of the trash. I mean, uh, Braun Strowman popped up out of the trash was just one of the great things. And and just like the editing was a little slow and they didn't have the pacing right. But I still was like. It was great. And like they made Braun and this goes back to the Miz. They made Braun a huge baby face. Yeah, it was great. Grant, we knew a year ago. Okay. Uh, okay, so what's the top what's the top four so far? Okay, the Miz, the best Miz, thing in WWE. Right. Rusev and Big E. Yes. Need big shots. Braun Strowman running. Okay. Four. Drew Gulak. <laughs> I know I've been using a lot of hyperbole. I laughed my ass off in that interview with Enzo. He made Enzo enjoyable for the first time in years. Yeah. Without like undercutting him, without like taking the shine off of him, without whatever. It was, it was really good. And like, that's a character like, and he did the thumbs up and he spelled soft S O F T like that's a t-shirt. Yeah. Like this could propel him. I love when guys take natural moments, like Mm -hmm. what new day did, what Miz has done and just, they they just make their own like what the fashion like to an to an extent. Sure, I like natural moments, and that was a real genuine moment that will like this could la- this could make the guy's career. Yeah, just with that like, and the fact that it's like never been done. The guy who sucks at promos and he's trying so hard and he's just white as hell. Yeah, and he can't and like, like how like and it made Enzo better. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, because if they want to turn Enzo back to a face, you got the perfect heel in the cruiserweights in Gulak. Yeah, yeah. I mean, watching Gulak go. I mean, I know that I shouldn't like two hundred five live. You're right; it's, it's incredibly enjoyable. Even and the cruiserweight stuff on Raw, very. I mean, has, has been really fun. But yeah, when, when when somebody hits a level like Gulak's at right now in promos, you're just like, oh, like in in, in another era, he would have just been on the main roster. Sure, he's small, but like he's like he could be like the genius. Or be you know, or yeah. like whoever. I mean, it would be he would. Yeah, he's he's very very good. And so that was my top four. 
I kept trying to come up with the fifth one. I don't want to be negative. The Ziggler rude stuff was good, but they still don't know what's doing up with rude. No. Hopefully he can shine in the Survivor Series. Hmm. Okay, maybe this is it. I kind of got excited about Nakamura and Orton being friends. Yeah, yeah. And it, it makes took, no it's, it's sense. It's taken a few weeks, but I might be there too. It makes no sense, and it's stupid. Yeah. But like, the thing that got me excited was, and this is a thing that could make Nakamura what he should be, uh-huh. is a heel Orton versus. Yeah, Nakamura, and I feel like every time I'm on the show, I'm talking about like turn Norton heel, turn Norton heel. Yeah, uh, yes, I agree. Yeah, but I mean, I'm I'm mostly there too. He's he's so much more effective as a heel. Yeah, I mean, I just think it's I think from a from a, like a you know dollars and cents perspective, it's it's it it doesn't make a lot of sense for Orton to be a heel unless he's in the main event, right? Unless he's like because because as a as a baby face, he can still go out and sell tickets and sell merch sure. and and ki- and kids will show up to see Randy Orton fight, right? But and Randy Orton as a heel is a much more effective character, but you have to be doing something with him. You have to have the authority, you have to, or, you know, you have to build, build the main event picture around him. I know what the fifth thing is. It's the Sami Zayn, Kevin Owens thing, okay, which has good. been great. I'm glad that you said that. Versus, but like feuding with Nakamura and Orton, mm-hmm. which shouldn't make sense, which feels cobbled together. But I think it's going to be enjoyable as hell. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, part of the, the most interesting thing in, in wrestling for me right now, and this is like such a cop out, is trying to like do like, you know, have like the crazy person whiteboard in my house or chalkboard where I'm trying to figure out how we're like how we're going to manage the AJ Styles, uh, Jinder Mahal feud. And also, as it seems like they're setting up this this like tag team feud that you were just mentioning and like to, to deal with that with Survivor Series kind of hanging out there. You can say the same thing for. Rudin Ziggler, if we think that's going to keep going, you know? Yeah, I mean, like, and that was one cool thing about that Rusev did was, like, his whole thing about being mad at the New Day was taking the Raw thing really seriously. Yeah. Like, and and that's another thing that I love about the Rusev thing is that he, along with Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn, they're right. They're, they're, they're absolutely right. Here's my, th- yes, I totally agree. The, the strangest thing that's happening to me on SmackDown is that Sami Zayn was right in, about everything he's, I mean, for the most part, right about everything that he said about Shane McMahon. Yeah. And that's what, and I said at the time, that's what makes every heel turn better is if they have actual like righteous indignation, what they're mad about it, they, Like they're right. They're correct. Either they believe it or it's actually true, but that gives it so much more power. The funny thing is that Shane is like doubled down in the, like in the aftermath and is actually just a heel. I mean, like he's, he's full on heel. Right. And then I don't think they realize it, though. It's it's confusing because Shane McMahon is not Stone Cold Steve Austin just like showing up out of the blue and stunning people. Right. I mean, Shane McMahon invading another show and starting like a gang fight, beating people down. That's a heel move. Yeah. I don't know. Why, if I were them, I would have just gone like just double like double down on it. And when he when he's like in the ring on Tuesday night, he should have just been. It shouldn't have been like we had an all hands meeting to decide what to do. He should have just been like, I offered everyone on the SmackDown roster fifty thousand dollars to go with me and beat up Raw wrestlers. I think they're trying to heart foundation it. I to, think they're to try- make it work both ways. Yeah, you know? I think they're trying to. When they're on Raw, they're the heels. But when SmackDown, hey, this is our show, which is interesting. Yeah, I don't know if it'll play because what it plays right right now is Sami Zayn's not a heel because he's right and he did the right things and he turned. They're just the good guys. Yeah, and and Shane and everyone else are the bad guys. Yeah, because even the Daniel Bryan thing, you know, 
He's like, no, Shane's a bad guy. Yeah. Shane's a bad guy. Like, so what do we think about Daniel Bryan? Let's jump back to Raw really quick. Uh, what do we think about Daniel Bryan getting showing up, you know, being doing a little baby face thing with Kurt and then getting beaten up by Kane? Is this going to is that going to lead to something else? Is that part of they They seem to harp on it a little bit too long on the rest of Raw and then on SmackDown as if this was the parting shot and what was going to be a bigger storyline. I don't I don't really. Understand. I think it's either. I think it's either two things. The return of Daniel Bryan. Yeah! <sighs> don't get don't get my hopes up or goodbye, Daniel Bryan. Yeah, hmm. there's a very good. I mean, sure, there's a good shot. It, felt, it means nothing. That seems like a that seems like a lot to expect. But that but at the same time, we're heading towards that. It did feel like they were amping it up in a certain way. Uh, before we before we get to it uh, too far away, um, the Miz beat Matt Hardy. Which, by the way, when anytime anytime someone standing a heel is standing in the ring and they're like, "We have a surprise opponent for you." I mean, I swear to God, I heard the Hardy music playing. 10 seconds before it started playing because it was just, it just appeared in my head. I knew what was happening. And um, on the, on the most recent episode of something to wrestle with Bruce Pritchard, he talked about how like they don't really care backstage about the length of a match. It's like the length of time between first guy goes out to start cutting the promo and then all the way to like the, the last guy leaves the arena. Sure. Um, there was a, uh, I mean, I, I definitely had that feeling when Matt Hardy came out where I was just like, I'm excited that the music's playing. I'm excited that he's coming out. Let's just go to commercial for the whole match. You know, <laughs> that's like, I don't need to see what happens yeah. here. Um, or yeah, you could, you, you can, you know, push fast forward, I guess, depending on how you're watching. Um, Asuka had another, or had a dominant out. What do we think about Emma getting fired, by the way? Oh, Speaking yeah, of Asuka right. opponents, Emma, wait, who was it? It was Emma, who else Summer got Ray. Rico? Summer Ray and uh, Darren Young. Yeah. I'm surprised that Emma got let go. You know what, man? I think we're going to have a lot more of this. Yeah. Like Finn Balor put up a gravestone with bye on it. And then everyone thought the good brothers were gone. Like yesterday. Like, yeah, I don't think it's happy times over in WWE right now. Huh? Yeah. I, I, it just feels like a lot of uneasiness and it's a lot of, Hey, maybe we could go. I mean, I know that there was like rumors of like a mass exodus, but, and those were kind of shot down. I I don't know, man. Like, and then this goes back to the Daniel Bryan thing. I think we need to prepare ourselves. Like, I th- again, I think we're either heading towards Daniel Bryan's going to return, or he's going to be in a PWG show that we're all going to try to get tickets to. He's going to be in Ring of Honor. And I like, know the PWG's business model will never change, but if they get Daniel Bryan, like, go to the forum. Go yeah, to the forum go to right the now. Forum. Go to the forum, man. Well, like, I, I will. I, I will talk Bill Simmons into like into backing that show. I think it, we'll put up some money. <laughs> put up some ringer money. Um, <laughs> no, and as long as they sell Blu-rays, uh, I mean, I, I think that's the most underrated storyline in the next twelve months. Daniel Bryan, nine months. Yeah. yeah. No, it's going to be big. That and where and where does Emma show up? If Emma's at PWG, we're all going to be there too, right? Yeah. Well, she she'll be at Ring of Honor. I, but the thing. All right, we have a few more minutes left, and maybe we can just focus on the show on this. I think New Japan is gaining in popularity. New Japan Ring of Honor. Yeah. More people are watching, more eyeballs on it. Mm-hmm. They need a piece to, like, legitimize it to, like, the everyman fan, which, like, I'm 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 interested in what happens Ring of Honor New Japan. Uh-huh. I'm not ordering pay-per-views every week. Yeah. Or every month. I'm like more than casual, but not like super, super fan with everything. Mm-hmm. Daniel Bryan could do that. 
Yeah. At least for a couple of months, you're going to want to watch him. And like, that's a huge move. And that could be, I mean, that could be the move that like really not, it's not going to create like a Monday night war, Yeah, but it's going to create, cause like a couple more people are probably going to go back. It would, Daniel Bryan would be great. I mean, I think if he's, if I think, you know, there is a question about his limitation, right? So even if he wrestles again, is he going to be able to wrestle full time is whatever, but the spectacle of it is that, listen, I totally agree. If I were going to completely, if I, if I, if someone was just like, you're in charge of New Japan's American product, let's figure out how to make this work. And I had, you know, the ability to sort of reimagine. I mean, you got to, you have an opportunity to sort of like build a new product. Yeah. You know? All of this wrestling happened. Like you have it all and it's all going to, it's all on the air or whatever, but you just got to like figure out the way in. I would book it like, a wrestling video game. I would, you find your star and whether that's Daniel Bryan, if he can go, you know, night after night, or you find somebody a little bit on the younger side. Daniel Bryan could be there. Brock Lesnar. Yeah. Yeah. But here, but here's what I would do. Just, you find an American star that like, you know, American fans all like that they can, or it doesn't have to be a star, but a, someone younger, uh, who, who, who has a big career ahead of them and actually just book a weekly show in addition to the regular stuff. That's just that wrestler climbing the ranks and it's like part reality show backstage sure. stuff. And it ends every week with them wrestling a match against an established new Japan star and losing or winning or whatever. And that's the show. And you just have like 30 minutes of like 30 minutes to 45 minutes a week of just, this is how this world works. This is me trying to make it. This is me having interview or meetings backstage with people that matter. And then this is me losing to an established mid Carter because I haven't earned my spot yet, or I haven't shown them enough yet. And then week after week, it just gets deeper and deeper until eventually he has a big match at a pay-per-view. He's got a bigger match, he's got a bigger great. match and just follow him the whole way through. Yeah. No, I mean, that would um, and Daniel Bryan, I mean, Dan, man, he could be huge for them. It's going to be, it's WWE is going to have a weird, weird decision to make with him. Cause then, I mean, like with the Kurt Angle thing, or do you just like, Hey, let's, all he wants to do is wrestle a few times. He probably doesn't want to do a full-time schedule. Do they give in? I'm not sure if that's true with Daniel Bryan. Okay. But do you think Daniel Bryan would be like, Hey, WWE money plus like a couple of wrestling matches a year? Like, that's the best of both worlds, right? Yeah, I think that would be interesting to him. But then, I mean, with Brian, I love the guy to death, but we have, uh, you know, I mean, he was, he came back from, and he came back from an injury, came back from concussions, right? And and started, and and the next thing we knew, he was like headbutting Dolph Ziggler on the top of a ladder at WrestleMania for five minutes, you know? I mean, it's like, it, the guy goes 100, goes full speed no matter what. Still jumping off the top rope, doing all that stuff. I mean, it, like it would be, it would be hard to imagine. I think. Well, he's married now. He's got a kid. It's it's a little, maybe. I mean, I don't know. Like, I think that's this is the biggest story in wrestling right now. Yeah, I totally agree. And the Kurt Angle thing, I think, just exacerbates it. I think the biggest story in wrestling is is yeah, it's 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 either Daniel Bryan or um or Summer Rae being future endeavored. <laughs> One of those two things. Well, because you know, New Japan's going to want to try to pluck either Finn Balor or Seth Rollins. That's going to take a lot of money, man. You Finn, Finn told us that he had. Um, we interviewed him, and the we, the audio was literally uh, uh, indecipherable. Yeah, but he said he's never watched uh, has never watched a moment of New Japan since he signed with WWE. Oh wow! Well, is, I mean, it's gonna be like I think it's all better for wrestling, but I think we're gonna get a lot more future endeavors pretty soon. And they can all don't. show up on Ryback's. Letting them go is like it really. It's like I a, think it's, it's terrible. Emotional. I think it's terrible. I think she was amazing. I think Bad Emma was. Really great. Yeah, I don't like know why she's not useful. I don't know Maybe why she has you, her release. Who knows? I mean, you you can build her up. Like you can use her to build her up. Like because 
they still have no idea what to do with the women's division. It's true. Uh, speaking of women, we got to get out of here. But before <laughs> that, that was not wait till what I say next. It'll make more sense. I texted this to some friends. I was watching TV late at night the other night and saw just WWE on the dial. And so I was like, oh, is this like a weekend clip show or like whatever? It was a fully produced commercial for a some some health supplement called Omega XL that I think Larry King has done fake infomercials for too. And uh, and this but this had like Michael Cole and Renee Young like sitting in a studio talking about this stuff seriously, then interviewing Charlotte and Rollins and Kofi and The Miz. And just like they were like just talking about like this is a fully produced WWE production infomercial. Is this like is Ico Pro back? Yeah, no, this, <laughs> and it, it's, it was the most bizarre thing I've ever seen in my life. This is the, it was the, I encourage everyone to like, go find this on YouTube. <laughs> I don't encourage you to use the product. I know nothing about the product. It, it certainly did not seem like a reputable supplement, but, uh, this is this, if, if you're ever longing for the days of kayfabe from our youth, oh, go God. watch this commercial because this is, this is four WWE superstars and two of the top tier announcers just selling the hell out of a product that my guess is none of them have ever even like seen in person. I can't wait to watch this. Yeah, you should definitely check it out. Thanks for listening. Thanks to you, Nick Mundy, for uh, coming hey, on the show. What do you want to plug? Uh, check out the Team Tiger Awesome show on the Jericho yes. Network on Podcast One. Chris Jericho is our boss, and he lets us do whatever the hell we want to. When's he coming back? He's coming back soon. Oh, for wrestling or for yeah, the show? for wrestling. Give us the scoop. Hopefully soon, man. They need him. Yeah. Like, he's growing his hair back out, too, and he's wearing headbands. He's gotten real weird. Like, they could use him. <laughs> Headband. Headband is the new scarf. All right. Well, Sammy versus Jericho. That would be great. Yeah, it would be really good. Anything else? No, that's it. Check out that and then other stuff. All right. <laughs> All right. You can uh, you can tweet us at uh, Mask Man Show on Twitter. I'm at David Shoemaker. You can tweet Dave Schilling at Dave underscore Schilling and wish him best wishes on the birth of his child. Congratulations, Dave. Congratulations. Dave. Oh, yeah, I'm Dick Fundy on Twitter. Yeah, at Dick Fundy. Um, this is the Mass Man Show, part of the Ringer Podcast Network. Apologies, as always, to Dean Ambrose. We'll see you back here next week, humanoids. Speaking of women, we got to get out of here. It's true.